Hey, this is Chuck from the Whatever Man Podcast. Uh, introing a special episode, uh, the Black Panther movie review episode with uh, B-Rob from uh, the Random Ramblers with Rob Podcast and uh, Jared from the Hashtag Blackout Podcast. Uh, there were some te- technical difficulties uh, recording this. My Skype kept going in and out. So uh, it might be a little choppy. You might hear some distortion in some of the, the vocals. You motherfuckers going to have to live with it. Uh, it is what it is. I uh, hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, you can also listen to the episode on uh, B-Rob's uh, on B-Rob's show because he's going to post it on the Random Rams with Rob podcast and uh, hashtag Blackout's going to have it too. They may have a better quality one. And honestly, I don't mind if you listen to that shit because I listen to that shit all the damn time. So, uh, yeah. Come fuck with us. Hope you enjoy the show. Uh, sorry for the technical difficulties. Uh, we out. It's the Whatever Man it's Podcast. Whatever Man Podcast. Hello. Yo, what's up? Okay. Oh, that sounds way better. Hey. Yeah, my shit finally fucking started working the way it was supposed to. <laughs> All right. All right. We good. Cool, cool. Geek. Geek. Cool, fellas. Well, hey. Welcome to Wakanda. Yes. Wakanda forever, motherfuckers. Man. <laughs> yes, Wakanda forever. What y'all think, man? I thought it was excellent. Yeah. Like Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. <laughs> Yeah, no, I loved it, man. I loved, I love seeing it. Uh, the fucking movie, the movie looks great. Yeah, like it's, it's just, just a pretty film. Yeah, yeah, same here, man. I, I, I mean, like, like I, I told, I told somebody after I saw. It, I mean, like my childhood basically came to life. You know what I'm saying? When I saw that movie, um, yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, you know, just from just from knowing stuff about the comics, reading the comics. And then being like a big Superman, Batman, Spider-Man fan, but you know, not having the black man show up like that. Finally, he did. Yeah, childhood came to life, man. Well, Great. See, and that was the thing for me. Um, I know nothing of a uh, Black Panther besides what has been um, presented to us um, as far as the movies go. Uh huh. Me going into this movie, I was I virtually didn't know shit about the character. I mean, I knew the character existed, but never, you know, I'm not really a, a comic book. So, you know. Yeah. That makes sense. No, I oh. will see. I, I'm a huge comic book nerd, and I love I love Black Panther. Black Panther's been in my top ten for, I don't know, almost my whole life. Yeah. But, uh, I like the way they did it. I like the relationship he had with his sister because it is they really did pull that straight from the comic books. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the one thing I was really proud of is they got the Dora Milaje right. Yes. Because they, yes, they did, man. They could have fucked that they, up bad. <laughs> yeah, they could have. They could have ruined it, and they did. Uh, they did a pretty freaking amazing job. I was happy about that. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say like I mean I've, I've known I'm I'm probably more Black Panther the last last uh, like five to ten years rather than uh, rather than the whole life but yeah 
from from everything that I read, you know, in the comics, the stuff that I just knew just about the lore of them all, and and then, you know, obviously the way that they presented him between the Captain America Civil War and this movie, I think they did him justice. The Dora Milaje, I mean, we just, I mean, you know, we had we had Jackie Brown, we had like some some badass, you know, like black women in movies. Uh, you know, Pam Greer basically played all of them. <laughs> but, but, uh, you know, back in the 70s at least, but I'm not mad at that. Man, they stepped it up. Yeah. Yeah, they did it. uh, They did it right. Yeah, they uh, did it right. And they were unrelenting. You know, they kicked some tail. I I loved it, man. I I thought that was great. Um, So, okay. So, I mean, obviously we know, we know we all love love the movie. Uh, So what did you wear to the movie? Did anybody cosplay at the movie? Well, y'all, y'all's theater. Well, no, for for here we went to a nine twenty showing, mm-hmm. and went into um, way north Houston. That's where we live oh. now. So I mean, you can kind of get the demographic there. And then um, this is what kind of took me out of the movie. I mean, not not a slight on the movie itself, but we went to a standard movie showing. Mm-hmm. So we went in there. And it was standard as fuck. <laughs> you know how you go to a movie theater and now um, you see all the speakers on the wall and everything and you know what I'm saying, it took me out of the movie. I mean, I still enjoyed the movie, but I didn't get the full effect of the movie. Because, I mean, y'all seen this shit. They had spaceships and car crashes and explosions. Yeah. I wasn't getting no reverberance off of none of that. <laughs> I was in here watching the movie on regular house speakers and shit. You watched on a mono stereo or what? Just like they, they, they made sure the theater was standard as fuck. They was like, projecting a, like projecting a bootleg. Had, yeah, they had eight speakers on either side of the wall and only three of them was playing. It was all on the left side too, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that was the only thing that kind of took me out of that movie because I didn't get to feel like the combat, the scenes, the explosions, the car chases and everything. Yeah. So, but like I said, it didn't make the movie any less. It's just my experience was kind of hampered because we went see a standard ass fucking theater. Wow! They rolled out the rolled out the high school AV cart with some laptop speakers. She's <laughs> <laughs> in the front of the room. You gotta sit by the front to hear it. It was just straight projector speakers, nothing else. <laughs> That's jacked up. So did you? But did you and your wife dress up? I, I think you had a you had a t-shirt. You had a Black Panther yeah. shirt on, right? All I had was a Black Panther t-shirt on, and she had a um, a Bruce Lee t-shirt because she's in love with Bruce Lee. And if you go to my Instagram right now, you can see that. how in love with Bruce Lee she is. But all but, the Bruce Lee stuff. Yeah, but I I think that was a um, cool because when we were introduced to Black Panther, what was that? Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. He did. Bruce Lee esque pose when um they was yeah. on the top fighting, so I thought that was a cool correlation just between the shirts that we wore. Mm-hmm. That's pretty true. That's true. Chuck, what about you, man? What do you wear that uh, that comic book front shirt you showed? Yeah, yeah, so. I yeah, I, I I I mean I had to rep, but I'm not I'm not big on cosplay, mm-hmm. uh, just because I'm a big dude and well, I don't. She- like rocking uh, leotards and shit. It's not my shit. <laughs> Man, you could have been Umboku, Umbaku, yeah. or whatever. No bullshit. I could have been. Yeah, I could have been. Good. I might, I might give me some. I might go get me some gorilla fur. 
I yeah. know, right? Put that gorilla, like, do the white gorilla head on top. That'd yeah. be dope. Um, yeah, man, I, I just wore my, I just wore my coming to Wakanda t-shirt. That's sort of like the coming to America t-shirt. I got some compliments too. Nah, it was um, dope. I liked it. That was nice. Yeah, teespring.com, teespring.com. Um, but I was gonna say, like, okay, I went to a ten forty-five showing on Friday night, so it was pretty late. And you know, normally when I go to those late showings, the theater isn't that packed. This theater was probably about eighty percent packed, maybe 78 percent packed. And uh, they didn't have it on three D here; they had it on two D IMAX. So mm-hmm. it was big. It was, and I was sitting. I always try to position myself right in the middle of the seats, right in the middle of the theater, so I can see straight ahead. And thankfully, uh, you know, that's the way I, I got a good seat this time. So um, it was pretty dope. And as far as other people cosplaying, I didn't, I didn't see anybody cosplaying, but I got there, I got there fairly early. Uh, and, you know, so it was already sort of shady dark in there. I was just chilling out, trying to eat my junior mints and eat my popcorn. But uh, what what was cool at this theater that I saw that I hadn't seen at uh, any other, I'd say any other movie opening weekend, especially with all these new superhero movies and stuff like that coming out, big movies, they had, you know, you know, like when you go to Disney World or or I mean, Astro World back in the day, and you had to wait in line, you know, to go onto a roller coaster, and they had that the switchbacks yeah. to where yeah. you get in line. Well, at this theater, they had the actual Black Panther. Um, you know, sort of like a big movie display right. uh, set up, and they actually had the switchback line for people to wait in line, so they had people standing in line, and they have had a photographer up there taking photos of folks. So oh, that's, like, that's, that's, that's cool. cool. This this state, this white state of Utah, I'm surprised. But yeah, they hooked it up, man. And yeah. there's a lot of people here who are actually super super uh, geeked for the movie, so I was I was very shocked uh, to see that you know that they came out like they did. But yeah, but. Yeah, I wore that. I have a couple more shirts that I'm gonna wear to the next couple next couple times I'm gonna watch it. So I oh, yeah. got it. I got them preloaded. I'm most definitely going back. I'm most definitely yeah. going back and watching it again. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just wanna go back and feel some reverberance. I'm probably gonna go pay extra for the X D experience or something. Man, like. you need to go to Studio Movie Grill. Don't they got a studio movie grill by your house? Somewhere far <laughs> away there he is a studio. Yeah. Great. <laughs> you gotta find something good, man. Edward Cinema, something, man. But they, like I said, that that theater, it had all three showings. They had standard, well, four. Standard. They had 3D. They had the XD, which is um the full surround. Oh big, yeah, yeah. And then they had um something else um that they I've only heard of it like um you know big theme amusement parks like Disneyland and um Universal Studios. They had the um, the D box. Which is not oh yeah, but yeah. Uh, you know if if the seats vibrate and all kind of shit like yeah, that. they spray water in your face and shit. <laughs> Motherfucker come out and slap you during the fight scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been trying to figure out who that, who that is squirting water at me and what that is squirting at me. Uh, People grabbing you on the ass during sex scenes. <laughs> Man, I need to go experience the D box. Um, <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of stuff on uh, social media, man. Like people really turned out for this movie. I mean, yeah, African yeah. garb and everything. Um, people like like you were saying, taking pictures in front of the um, the movie posters. Mm-hmm. They had they they had a full on dance line somewhere. Motherfuckers was doing an African 
I've seen a lot of those. Yeah, man. It's funny. My sister's uh, charity group. uh, She's with the Houston area Young Urban Professionals or whatever. And all of them motherfuckers went. It was like nine of them. And they went all went in dashikis. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. You know, I found I found out that here there's like there's a few African places that sell dashikis here. And they're just not close to my house. If. If I had enough, if I'd have had enough time and enough forethought, really, to go and find them, I'd have, I'd have showed up in a dashiki still. I mean, shoot, I'm gonna go back and see it again a couple, at least two more times, so I can go find a dashiki before I go back. But that's dope. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that that you know, we came out in force. We came out. We as in black people came out. You know, in our garb, a lot of people in the African garb, a lot of people in the coming to America stuff. Yeah, yeah, uh, that, like shit like, <laughs> that shit was hilarious. That shit was hilarious. Yeah, but I'm surprised they didn't. That's the only thing that would have made this better is if they would have acknowledged coming to America in that movie. Well, I mean, like, oh, go ahead. Yeah, well, like, to me, they kind of did in a way because, like, all right, just before we get into the movie proper, like, whatever, like, me seeing this movie or whatever, like I told you, not knowing anything about the character, the backstory, other than what we have been presented with on um, screen. It's just like I had a hard time processing this movie because it was nothing like I seen before. Yeah. People see something like that that they never seen before or really accustomed to seeing. Mm-hmm. They always try to compare it to something else. And I kind of did that with this movie because um when they was having the um the ceremony for coronating him king and they was doing all the dances on the river or whatever, they yeah. did coming to America when they was um introducing him to his wife for the first time to be. That is true. Yeah. Or just the the landscape of Wakanda in um, some of the scenes, the sunsets, the sunrises, and everything. It reminds me of the Lion King. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And like, um, it even reminded me more of the Lion King. The way um, T'Challa and his father had that relationship, kind of like Mufasa and Simba. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, when they did, um, when they went to the ancestral um, dreamland or whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah. ancestral plane. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of like um, the moment when um, he talked to his father again after he died or whatever in The Lion yeah. King. So, I mean, I, I pulled Coming to America and The Lion King from that. And also, just the technology standpoint, it gave me um, like a Star Wars feeling. It's like mm-hmm. Star Wars, Lion King, and Coming to America all rolled into one film. Because what... Mm-hmm. Uh, with all the technology, it was the Star Wars effect. And um, even, like, I mean, if y'all into Star Wars, what happened every time Darth Vader came into the room? Yeah, you heard the music. Like the, yeah. You heard the, the vibe march. changed. The music, yeah. the mood changed. And that's what happened with Michael B. Jordan's character. Every time he came into the room, that booming bass would come in and the mood would change. The atmosphere of that scene would change. And hey. what reminded me of Star Wars and Darth Vader and everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's that that makes sense, man. That's pretty true. And you know, speaking on that, like I never I can't say I remember many experiences where just the whole room full of black people just get afraid. You know what I'm saying? When somebody shows but I do have this experience and you guys have had that experience too, where you're the black dude showing up in a room full of white folks. Yeah, I was that dude like I was that dude. You were that experience. I was I was I was watching Black Panther amongst the whites. <laughs> yeah. When you walked in, everybody just sort of clenched up. They held their purse. Doors, you know, their, their doors locked. <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit!" 
That's what happened when Michael B. Jordan walked in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of lights on in this room. Like I'm saying, it's just like Darth Vader walked into the motherfucking room. I mean, yeah. just just the music and his presence. It was like boom, boom, boom. I was like, damn. Yeah. Then he, oh. then, then he, then he took off his shirt and he had all them the things scars. under his, yeah. or whatever that was under his yeah. under his skin. That was crazy. Them, them, them ear keloids. Whenever you get an <laughs> ear infection for an earring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He just yeah. found a way to put them under his skin. But see, all I'm saying, I, I just wanted one direct reference. Like when like when the kid walked in, mm-hmm. or like at the end of the movie when they kissed or whatever, mm-hmm. I just wanted one of the door Melage to like pick up her spear and be like, she's your queen. <laughs> to me. Man, that's got to be in some deleted scenes. That shit would have been so goddamn funny. <laughs> Man, that would have been hilarious. Uh, that would have been great. Or, or if, uh, or if they went to, uh, you know, when they, when I guess it's when he was getting prepared to be to go into the, um, to go out to fight or go into the uh, the, the astral plane or whatever it's called, um, you know, Ashton. the Melaje would have just came out of nowhere and be like, the royal penis is clean, your highness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. You don't call that, uh, the ancestral plane, the astral world yeah. plane. Astral world plane. <laughs> astral. Man, Yo, that's man. funny. That's like, funny. But like with that movie, like I went see it at night, and the next morning I went to work. Um, the particular um, section that I worked in today, they have a, a daycare with small kids and stuff there, and it was it, it made me feel good because the next morning after the movie, all the kids, like not a lot of the kids, but a few of the kids had Black Panther shirts on, and then the kids were running around the playground pretending to be Black Panther. Um, some of the staff workers there were um, wearing, um, you know, some of the African clothing and um, some of the, even um, Black Panther merch. One lady had um, a Wakanda Forever shirt, and it was um, made to look like the Wu-Tang Forever logo. Nice. That's dope, That's dope right there. I think Jay actually has a, has a Wakanda, a Wakanda uh, t-shirt. I think he sent me a picture that he bought a Wukanda t-shirt. That oh, that's that's the, the Wu-Tang logo. That's below dope. Wakanda in the middle. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And I mean, the next day, or I guess Friday when Black Panther came out, I sent my son to school with his Black Panther Long Live the King shirt mm-hmm. uh, on. So, you know, he was proud and happy to wear that. Uh, yeah, man, I think that's cool, man. It's so cool how, you know, we get to see kids. And Chuck, you don't have kids, right? Uh, I got stepkids. Okay, stepkids. Uh, at least no kids that you know of. Um, but, you hey. know. <laughs> we don't speak about that. <laughs> right. But, you know, I mean, to see to see kids, uh, you know, to see uh, black kids, and my kids are mixed, so, you know, even see them get excited. I mean, my daughter, the first time I showed her a picture of Shuri, and I was like, she's a, she's a princess, you know? Mm-hmm. And my daughter was like, she don't look like no princess. I was like, yeah, she she's a princess. My daughter was like, well, she doesn't have she doesn't have a long dress and she's not wearing a crown. And I was like, well, not all princesses look the same. So then I gave my daughter a couple of my issues of Black Panther that she read, and she's like, I like it now. I I can understand how she's a princess now. And then of course not you know seeing the actual pictures of her uh, uh, from the movie with the little uh, you know with the face paint you know yeah. and and in some of her royal. Uh, clothing you could see it now so my daughter thought that was cool but yeah seeing that and you know seeing kids really get amped about it i mean it it just just like b-rob talked about star wars i mean it's just going back to back in those days you know when you watch those movies over and over again and even coming to america you watch it over and over again because you're like man you know i can relate to some of this or i think it's pretty dope i think it's cool i think it's 
I think it's the future, so I can't wait to be able to fly like these people and all this stuff. Like, hopefully for a lot of our kids and, you know, kids around this time, uh, you know, they'll they'll be watching this, you know, hundreds of times throughout their throughout their life and, uh, you know, think it's one of those transcendent movies, you know, that, that sort of does that, or at least transcendent movie series when they come out with Black Panther 2, so. Now, like, um, with this movie, man, uh, I know it didn't have too much direct correlation with um, Coming to America, but it was just, like, um, the African theme of it and everything. It's just, like, it made me appreciate Coming to America, because, like, thinking back on that film, other than the comedy, that was a well-put-together movie, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a good, le- oh, yeah. it's a legit good movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Coming to America has been in my top three since the first time I saw it. Yeah. I got to say that. It's, look, to, um, me, to me, that's that Trading Places and probably Beverly Hills Cop is Eddie Murphy's three best movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Bar none. Bar none. That's true. And Harlem Nights. Harlem Nights is up there. Mm, Harlem yeah, Nights is up there. Pinky toe. <laughs> yeah, she got shot in Pinky Toe. Yeah, she got shot in Pinky Toe. Okay, so what's that? Yeah, no, I was just going to say, like, just this movie. I mean, this, like, even if it didn't have any association with Marvel whatsoever, this could be a bona fide standalone movie. I mean, they they, they did it that way, too, for the most part. It's just like there were no other outside references of Marvel characters. There was no Thor. There was no Loki. There was no Tony Stark. There was nothing associated from Marvel except for the two characters that they used to push along the story. Yeah. yeah, the two white guys, and then did you yeah, see the deleted scenes off. at the end, though? You know what? You're talking about the... The, the, the last two post-credit scenes, yeah. yeah. That's what I meant, my bad, yeah. my bad. Yeah, the, and Bucky, I guess. That's about it. We'll see that. Hey, hey. Yeah, you're right about that. Hey, hey, spoilers. What? Oh, my bad. That's too late for that. Sorry, well, spoilers. We haven't spoiled anything so far, but that was like the first bona fide spoiler. Yeah. Well, the guys... One, the one thing I can say, though, <laughs> is that out of all the worlds that Marvel's created... Mm-hmm. This was the most interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like, cause I mean, I love the way Asgard looked. Yeah. In the Thor movies and uh, Guardians, you know, they made space look cool. Yeah. But like, Wakanda's the only place I wanted to live. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I can hang out here for a little while. Yeah, see, you want to go try to find your long lost relatives out there? Yeah. See, and that was the thing. That's what they kind of did with this movie. Is like, they made not so much Black Panther and Killmonger and all these other characters the focus. They made Wakanda yeah. the focus. Yeah, the world was like, fucking great. Yeah, because like, it started off in um, Oakland. Yeah. Then it transitioned into Wakanda. Then they went, back, then they went to what, like, Japan or somewhere, Shanghai, uh, some shit. Uh, Busan, Korea, South Korea. Korea. They went to Korea. Then they went back to Wakanda. You know, everything focused on Wakanda and you know it made you not want to leave that place like how y'all was saying yeah yeah that was pretty dope yeah I mean the world of Wakanda uh you know the world of Wakanda just just thinking about it and and you know seeing it in the comics and then realizing oh wait uh they actually you know it's actually a land that the rest of the world just thinks you know just like a sheep village you know what I'm saying like a little country that's like a third world country that that nobody would ever want to go to but then they you know when they it's dope when they when they first fly in, uh, in you know in their um, in the royal uh, spaceship or whatever, and and uh, the royal spaceship is clean, your highness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then they sort of peel back the layers of the, of the hologram. Yeah. Like this is this is my question, man. I wonder I wonder if you know somebody 
was just a regular traveler, you know, just walking across the land or whatever, just showed up and was just walking that direction. All you see, you know, all you see on the horizon is just a bunch of mountains and goats and, and little random, you know, villages. Like, I wonder if somebody would walk walk through that or if they would walk onto like an actual physical hologram. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't well, know. See, I think, I think, I think that's the thing what, about it too. It was kind of like how Wonder Woman was with the mascara, how it was just clouded, mm-hmm. yeah. missing everything. And they eventually kind of ran into it or whatever. It's just like so well hidden and masked that well, you see, know, nobody I think thought to go there. It, okay. With the mascara, it was mystically hidden. But yeah. if you found it, the Amazons killed you. Yeah. <laughs> like they didn't let you go back. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you anything. <laughs> but uh yeah. with Wakanda, the dudes that were training the rhinos, the David Kaluuya characters, mm-hmm. they were the guards. They were the border guards. So you have to walk yeah. through their village to even get to the hologram. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's pretty true. That's pretty true. Yeah, they would have they would have escorted you in, I guess. Yeah, they would have escorted your ass back the way you came. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm guessing that's kind of what happened with um, Killmonger. That's how he got in. You know, him with the um, spoilers. Went with him with the um, what what his name? Uh, Claw's body. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, the movie turned from there. Yeah. Yeah. It was. yeah, that was it. Was I mean, it was it was all good. Yeah, I, I just I just always was thinking about that. I was like, well, what if I just walked up to Wakanda? You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I guess that makes sense. The way that they confronted Killmonger uh, out, you know, out in the looks like the outskirts and the villages. Yeah, uh, they just showed up like that. But yeah, man. So okay, so obviously, you know, we we sort of talked about Wakanda. Uh, I mean, I mean, like. Like, what was the blackest thing you saw? You know what I'm saying? Like, we know blackest stuff, like, in America, blackest things. But, like, what is the blackest thing or the most African thing you remember from seeing in the movie? Um, because, I mean, obviously, you know, there's, like, there's like the there's like the references to, like, the tribal uh, soldiers and, uh, you know, stuff like that. But I'm thinking about, like, the like the most hoodish thing I, I saw in the movie. Um, I swear I thought I saw somebody look like Cat Williams in the movie. <laughs> Probably <laughs> I thought it was. I thought Cat Williams had a part. I was like, nobody told me Cat Williams was in this. Well, see, they, they did a good job, just kind of um, giving it a, this vibe or whatever, to where you know it wasn't really no ghetto type shit in here. But mm-hmm. I feel there was somewhat of an urban influence. It's just like um, nowadays, you know, when something crazy is happening, what do most do they whip out their phones and they record that shit, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I kind of had that feeling, that vibe, like a world star moment when uh, ever she was showing him the suits, yeah, and uh-huh. then she was telling him to kick it or whatever. She put up the court, yeah, you know? <laughs> so it was kind of yeah, like funny. that, so it was kind of like that, but um, I don't know, it was just oh, the hood is the hood is part of the movie was the beginning because you know, Ryan Coogler yeah. had to put on for Oakland. Yeah, so when they when they that. opened the movie with two short playing, I was Hell like, yeah. "Come on, fam!" <laughs> that was that was dope, man. You that know, was great. I, I, said, I said that to myself when I heard the music. I was like, "Is that motherfucking too short?" <laughs> so they got too short coming straight from Oakland in a Marvel movie. That's mm-hmm. the first thing you hear in a Marvel movie. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, yeah, I mean. I gotta say, man. I gotta say, uh, they, uh, you know, the soundtrack. The soundtrack was was definitely one of the blackest things. I thought it was great. Um, 
you know, Kendrick, or I guess uh, the whole Top Dog Entertainment did a great job with that. Yeah. Uh, but then, like you said, man, mixing in Too Short, I was like, okay, all right. Oh, dude, when 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 they went to go see Baku, the only thing that would have made it better is if Gorillas in the Mist would have been playing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, a couple more, a couple more things I thought was like a couple of the blackest things. Well, first of all, the Dora Milaje, I can't remember which one of the ladies it was, but she cut a look that you would only see from a black woman. She cut a look, I think at, I think at um, oh that Korean lady when they walked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she cut a look at her. I was like, oh, dude. yeah, don't she... miss her. And then, and then the the uh, the gorilla guys, um, uh, Umbaku and his people. They, they reminded me of like a bunch of cues. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they just remind me of a bunch of cues because uh, they were just for because most of the cues I knew uh, in college were like some big dudes, either like really big muscular or they were just like some really big fat dudes, uh, and they always seemed uh, you know pretty intimidating. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they come into a room loud all the time. Uh, you know, so they, they reminded me of a bunch of like a bunch of cues. So I thought that was pretty dope. Yeah. It was like it was a lot of that stuff. I mean, it was just like the attitude of the, um, the characters and everything. It's just like um, you know, just the the, the 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 whipping of the neck and everything. Like, uh-uh, no, you didn't. Mm-hmm. That's what was funny is that they was royal and regal, but they was real people. Yeah, like that's that's I love that about it. Like the only person that ever really reserved himself was like T'Challa. He was the only one that ever really acted regal. Yeah, but like See, even Angela Bassett's character, like character, cut some looks. Mm-hmm. Like whenever yeah, Tatala was getting his ass whooped, she was like, she had that look on her face, like, "No, my baby!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> and see, that was the thing too. It was just like the. Um, we all seen Marvel movies, especially with this new Thor Ragnarok, how they do the comedy in these movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In, in this movie, the comedy was just like out of nowhere. It didn't like, there was no really set up to it. it. The shit would just happen and it would be like, you know, just pop up funny or whatever. Like what we was talking about um, when he kicked the suit and got through across the room and shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like instantly funny. It was just like no build to it. It just happened. And then he was like, delete that footage. And then it yeah. went on to the scene. Yeah. It was good comedy. Uh, it it was only, there was one intentionally, unintentionally funny part in that movie, though. Because uh, yeah. when when he was talking to Forrest Whitaker, and he oh. was like, I promised the king. And he was like, I am your king now. I immediately <laughs> thought about Captain Phillips. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was funny. the only one in there laughing. <laughs> no, my, my wife said Man. that. Like, as soon as he said, I am your king now, she's like, look at me. I am your captain. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about the whole time that scene was crazy. I turned to my girlfriend. I turned to Erica and I put my fingers up to her eyes. I was like, I am your guy. (laughs) That was hilarious, man. And then another um, out of nowhere funny part was like when they was doing the car chase and they blew up the damn car. And then you see um, a girl just hit the ground holding a spear. Yeah. Or a girl roll up in a seat with the holding the steering wheel and shit. (laughs) That shit was funny as hell. Or like when he. When she was, uh, she had virtual control of the car, and yeah. he threw that dude under her car. She was like, "What was that?" He was like, "Don't worry about it." 
It's like yeah. you just killed yeah. a dude. Don't worry about it. I thought I thought that was cool, yeah. And I mean, if if, if y'all hadn't seen the movie out there listening, like the the thing they're talking about is Shuri, uh, uh, Black Panther's sister, uh, and I guess the next in line for the throne, the little the, the princess, I guess. Yeah. She is like super super smart, uh, uh, you know, with tech. Uh, she is basically, I think they said that she is even smarter than Tony Tony um, Stark and and more, uh, you know, tech savvy than Tony Stark, uh, you know, who's Iron Man. Uh, so basically, she made this version of a holographic, uh, you know, realized holographic VR car that she could that she could drive and command from anywhere in the world, um, you know. And it sort of just sort of just sort of shows up and she sits down. So yeah, so there's a there's a car chase, I guess, with Black Panther and uh, Dora Milaje and uh, Leader and the um, Nakia are all chasing down Claw and his people. And Black Panther is basically riding on the top of this dope Lexus, uh, and so she, yeah, she's driving, and, and yeah, it, it was it was pretty cool. I thought it was I thought it was cool how Black Panther's suits, you know, like all the suits that she designed for him, basically um, charged up with kinetic energy, yeah, and you know mm-hmm. he could use that, uh, you know, in whatever fighting move or you know to to combat people as he wanted. So that that was cool when they had that that same car chase scene y'all are talking about when. Um, he was on top of the car, and there's somebody shooting him out the back of the uh, out the back of the car that they're chasing. Mm-hmm. And you know, so you can see his his suit like turning purple. It's like vibing up. It's charging up, and he's like, "Go around the truck." Uh, and so you know, he cuts. So they they cut around this 18 wheeler that's sort of blocking the blocking the uh, the view and the shot path. And then as he cuts around it, he does like some kind of crazy flip on the car, and basically, you know, does a does an EMP EMP yes. grenade on top of the on top of the car and and just disintegrates it yeah. pretty much and does a backflip lands back on the Lexus man oh that 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 car chase scene like the I mean and not even the car chase scene before the car chase scene when they had the casino fight scene yeah in, in oh. Korea oh man, yeah what oh Koya was getting Koya was getting busy um, in that in that fight scene what's that uh Koya Dan, uh, Danny Garada lead uh, Dora Milaje, she mm. was kicking ass in that fight. <laughs> Man, I was like, dog, I need to learn how to fight with a spear now. Yeah. <laughs> but with the damn, um, the tech though, like, it's just like anything, it just like blew away all the things that um, Tony Stark had. And like the car, it wasn't even a specific car. No, nah, it was just it, a random car that was out there. It was just like, um, they threw this little disc on a random car, and she could control that car as long as the disc was on it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right. that's what they did with that plane. They threw one of those yeah. discs on there, and they let that dude fly it at the end. That shit, man. That shit was dope. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. That was amazing just to see that. And, of course, he's like, I don't know how to fly this plane. And she's like, well, I made a great fighter pilot, and I made it American. So, <laughs> Yeah, she, uh, like, I can't wait. I can't wait. Until Tony Stark like sees that, mm-hmm. and he's in and a room with person. Shuri, and he realizes that he probably isn't the smartest person in that room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tony's gonna be like, be yeah, I got oh, one of those," and he's just like taking pictures and shit. Or even if you get the three of them together, you get a uh, Tony Stark, Bruce Banner, and her in the same room. <laughs> yeah, that's funny, man. Yeah, you had you had it, it'll be a bunch of foolishness in there because Tony Stark will try to you know he'll try to use his uh, his wit 
uh, and arrogance, and Shuri won't be having that. Uh, she'll whip out her two her two little Black Panther gauntlets or whatever. Yeah. Start shooting him. Um, man, uh, I don't know, man. Like, okay, who was the who was the best and who was the worst in this movie? Which I'm yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. Here we go. That, that we that's go. Kind of what I was uh, waiting on. It's like I don't think nobody was bad in this movie as far as the acting goes, but mm-hmm. the fighting. This kind of put me in the realm of um, as much as I defended the series, mm-hmm. um, it kind of put me in the realm of Iron Fist. Um, dude, oh, it wasn't that bad though, was it? No, no, no. no. It's just like you can tell. It's just like um, do market or whatever. You can just tell that dude had no formal training or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the see this. Nobody was bad, mm-hmm. but there was some inconsistent fight choreography or fight, inconsistent uh, fight. Actually, it wasn't even really the choreography; it was the editing. Mm-hmm. Because there was way too much shaking cam in some of the fight scenes. And I don't yeah. know if they was using that to cover or if they just thought it would look cool. Cause like the best scene, the best fights were with with uh with Black Panther were when he was out of the suit in the water fighting people. Because there they just let they just filmed a fight. But yeah. whenever he was in the suit, they CGI'd it was too much quick change. Like it was it was crazy. Like just let him fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let him fight and teach them how to fight. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, that was, okay. But like Danny, nope. but like Danny Garad, when you watch Dora Milaje, like she she does all of that fight training for Walking Dead. Yeah. So she can handle herself on screen. Like she looked good in all in every fight scene she was in. She looked great. Yeah. And yeah. you could tell that like ninety percent of it was her. Yeah. It just yeah. it was just Tajala, man. It was just. <laughs> I was just like, man, it's just like um, whenever he was fighting outside of the suit, like you were saying, it's just like a whole bunch of cut scenes, man. It's just like a whole bunch of different cuts and edits to kind of like mask that it wasn't fluid, it wasn't smooth and everything. Because um, he did train, and I know the dude that trained him. Like, I don't know uh-huh. him, but I know the guy who trained him. It was uh, Maurice Crump, the guy. Yeah, that, Yo, uh, Maurice Crump is the I, man. Yeah, yeah like, you I, interviewed, yeah. You who interviewed him? Didn't you interview him on your show? I tried to. <laughs> oh, that's right. No, but um, I've been yelling from the top of my lungs about this Maurice Crump guy, and he would fit so well as if they, if they made him Blade, he would be oh, the best yeah. candidate. He'd be a great Blade. Yeah, because his style, just the way he fights, is just like... Mm-hmm. It's, it's cool. Just, it's so Blade-like. And it's, it's fluid, it's cool, but it's powerful. Like, you got to watch, uh, who's that, the Pr- Protector 2? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, that fucking movie. Maurice Crump is a man. Yeah. Watch The Protector 2. Um, go to his YouTube page. He has some um, fight reels on there. Really good. And um, watch this old crappy-ass movie called um, Wrong Side of Town. It has Ja Rule in it, Rob Van Dam, and Dave Bautista. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's in that. Yeah, but, uh, yeah that's, nice. that's what we need to call. We need to find out what Ja thinks about this movie. Well, it's job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, like it's man, it's yeah, that that was really the only thing 
that I didn't like. Because Michael B. Jordan was great in the movie, too. Like, his fight scenes and everything were great. Hello? This fucking thing freeze again. I just sort of let it go, but is he back? Are you back? Yeah, I'm back. Yeah. We yeah, talking bad about y'all. Man, what the <laughs> fuck just got you? <laughs> I guess. My shit, my uh, shit went uh, straight fire festival. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, but um, what we was talking about is just like um, Jared didn't feel like um anybody looked bad in the in the movie, but um, it was just like some of the CGI elements of um when um. T'Challa and um, Killmonger was fighting on the train and all kind of shit. Yeah, like that. yeah, it's too much CG. It was too much. Yeah, it was too much. But I do know this though. I do know that they, you know, I mean, the the location where they had that fight, obviously on a on a uh, on a yeah. vibranium train track, you know, in the middle of the vibranium mine down in the earth, you know, there's going to be CGI. I, I understand that, and I, I knew Same. there would be some. Some stuff to that, so eh, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I, I just let that one go. That part that I don't, was a good fight. So. That part I don't mind. It's mm-hmm. them being CG. Like there was obvious points where you could oh, tell yeah. both of both Killmonger and T'Challa were just CG characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's now, true. And they used that way too much. Yeah, I believe they could have did it um, better. They could have used um, some practical effects mixed with the CGI. I believe. Yeah, because. Mm-hmm. Because um, when they was getting battle damage on the shoots, the suits or whatever, well, not battle damage, um, the ion beams was uh, kind of phasing out their powers of the suit. Mm-hmm. You could tell from the neck down that was all CGI. I believe they could have just did, um, you know, an actual suit with some damage to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did some CGI elements to that. Yeah. Full on CGI body or whatever. And it, it was kind of weird. Yeah. Like it, it should be used to augment. It should never be. Like the full, yeah, it shouldn't mm-hmm. be the full scene. But I mean, yeah. I can't. I'm not gonna complain uh, about it's sort of nitpicky for real. But yeah, yeah. But it, yeah. I mean, it, overall, I, I got zero complaints about it. Uh, yeah. The only thing I really didn't like about the movie is I didn't like their claw diet because I actually liked claw. I like it. Yeah, he, he was he was, he was funny. As shit. I loved him. He yeah. was funny as shit. When he was talking yeah. about, uh, actually, yeah, I do have a mixtape. Can you uh, get him to SoundCloud <laughs> links? <laughs> you know what? When he said that, I thought about all of the rappers that we listened to on my show. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get like, we got all y'all links. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 wanted to, I wanted to mic check some Alexander or whatever name, Sylvester Claus link, too. I was like, man, yeah. I'm ready to do this. But yeah, yeah that, that was really funny. Uh, that- he was really good. That would have been brilliant-ass marketing for the movie if they actually had some shit oh. on SoundCloud. Dude, if they didn't have, if they didn't have MC Claw <laughs> drop like four, like drop like three or four tracks, that shit would have been hilarious. Claw Savage. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because you, you could have put like little you over on somebody's phone on the, in the movie and made people look for it or whatever. That would have been fucking great. Man. Yeah, man, that get him out there, cool. get him out there, and get him with some hot Nigerian rappers, and just <laughs> let him just drop some fire. Man, <laughs> just just straight out of Joe Berg, that shit would have been funny as fuck. <laughs> Wouldn't it, you know what would have been funny too though? Like if they if in the in the in the end credit scenes, if they because you if you remember watching uh, Spider Man um, 
uh, in the, uh, I guess his most recent, the one at homecoming, yeah. you know, he was sitting in his classroom watching YouTube of himself. Wouldn't that have been dope if you'd had Spider-Man in, in a classroom watching a YouTube video of, uh, of claw rapping, just like you said with the, with yeah. the Nigerian. Rap. <laughs> that'd have been hilarious. That'd have been, or maybe like a news report of him dying. I don't know. I thought that would, that would have been funny. Yeah, Claw was great. Uh, he was one of the, he was one of the best characters. I definitely think uh, you know he, you know, were the was the biggest part of most of the scenes that he was in, especially the one where he was getting interrogated, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, you know he was, you know they, they were like they're like you know what do you know or are you telling me you know that there's some guy that that you know flies around in some you know uh, uh, impenetrable like cat suit and he's like ask him he's right over there. <laughs> yeah. He was just yelling, I see you. Yeah. But this is, a, this is a thing, though. That dude is such a good actor, period. Yeah, he is. But this is the only time you really get to see him as the person. Other times, you can and goddamn Caesar the gorilla. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's always yeah. like a mocap guy for yeah. whoever. Yeah. yeah that's, that's the curse of being such a great character actor, I guess. So. And he does great voices. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't know what he sounds like in real life. I've, I've never actually heard him like speak. Yeah, and that, and that was another thing too about this movie. It's just like everybody had the um, the African dialect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's just kind of weird because I never, you know, re- you rarely, rarely see whole movies to where that's the dialect throughout the whole entire film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to derail the conversation. But what the fuck is going on in Britain? How come all British actors can do everybody's fucking accent? I know. I know. I, I was just about to get to that. It's just like, other than the, you know, the African dialect, it's just like, you know, watching that movie for so long and hearing it, and to hear anybody else not speak it, it kind of, you know, it was like, whoa, he's speaking English or some shit like that. But, um, dude, um, the guy from Get Out, he's yeah. British. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he does the English accent. Yeah, and he does. What kind of accent now? Yeah, I mean, obviously that's that's a bit of training, but yeah, in Britain it's so crazy because you know the same thing. I used to think that about musicians. Uh, you know, I think it was like Coldplay, and then what, whatever that chick's name is that sings from there now. That's the biggest singer from there. I can't was it Adele. Yeah. I mean, when they sing, even when they sing in English, it sounds like American English. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, I don't understand that. It's so wild. But yeah, man, back on the accents, uh, back on the accents as far as the dialect, yeah, I, I don't know how, I don't know how Britain is so good. I mean, I know obviously that's where Shakespeare was, so there's really deep theater roots there, but I mean, come on, man, I don't hear anybody Greek out there, you know, no, man, that's really that where shit, the theater started. That shit that. is so creepy, I don't know, man. man. It's creepy that they can do everybody's accent like that. Yeah, yeah. it's sort of freaky. Because <laughs> like, honestly, I didn't know Idris Elba was British. Exactly. And then the first time mm-hmm. I heard him talk, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I thought that yeah, dude was from I, Atlanta or some shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, watched um, Luther on Netflix. I was like, oh, Idris Elba. I didn't. I never seen this. Turned it on and he was just like, blah, 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 blah. I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, after seeing, was he on The Wire, right? Wasn't yeah, he, on the wire? he was strung a bell. That's the first time I really saw him. Yeah, and he, he sounded like he was straight hood from, yeah. from, uh, from the city. An American so, gangster when, know, when Denzel shot him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Yeah, I remember that too. Man, I, I don't know, man. It's 
It's dope. I'm glad. I'm glad that they. Obviously, I'm glad they had a set mostly in Africa in Wakanda, and I'm glad that everybody that I could remember pulled off their accent really well. I don't remember hearing one of those people speak and saying, "No, nah, that's a fake accent." I mean, even Angela Bassett's accent was good. You know what I'm saying? Actually, uh, the you girl know, who plays the- Shuri is actually from Ghana, I think. Uh, she, I think she's from Ghana. Well, she was. Uh, so, her parents so, are from Ghana, but she was raised in like Brazil or some shit parents- like that. See, I, I thought she, I thought she was, I thought she was born and lived in Ghana for a while, and then then she bounced out. Either way, either way, yeah. Actually, no, she's from Mexico. Lupita Nyong'o is from Mexico. Who's that? Lupita Nyong'o, uh, the one that played Nikita. Oh no 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 no. Oh no, the other girl, uh, the one that played Shuri, uh, she's British too. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Oh, okay. Well, shoot, I was off with dang all Britons, man. I should have grew. I should have grew up. I could have been an actor, dog. <laughs> it's just a mind. Yeah, the only person that had now, the only person that had a bad accent, which is hilarious, was Michael B. Jordan because he did not sound like a dude from Oakland. <laughs> it sounded like Creed to me. <laughs> that was that was that was a point I, I, I was um, kind of making to my wife. Michael B. Jordan. He's another one of those actors that reached the zenith or whatever. I mean, they're good actors, but yeah. he is Mike B. Jordan in every movie that he is in. Yeah, you're right. Will Smith. Is Will Smith is the same. Yeah. In every movie he's in. Goddamn, who else? Uh, the Rock is Rock in every movie he's in. Kevin yeah. is Kevin Hart in every movie. Yes, this is true. Yeah, yeah. There's not, not, not a lot of range. Yeah. Although, I don't blame The Rock. Because he's six, was like six five and like three hundred pounds of all muscle, he can't really play anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he always got to be the rock. <laughs> no, I, I just, just can't see him laboratory with a science coat and shit doing algebra or whatever the fuck. Yeah, that's funny. If they make uh, rocker, if right. they make the rocker scientist, I would be like, man, if y'all don't get the fuck out of here, with this bullshit. Yeah, well, he's gonna be in uh, that. Isn't he gonna be what's his name? Uh, he's gonna be coming up in a in a. DC film soon? Yeah, he's gonna Insane. be. Uh, no, he's oh, gonna Black. be Black Adam. Yeah, yeah. And he's per- so he gonna. He looks like be Black Adam. The Rock as Black Adam. <laughs> or if they're like it up, so they're gonna you be mean? like uh, be 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 the Scorpion King again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hope they don't put hair on him. <laughs> oh, you know they will. I saw. I saw a. Uh, I saw a picture representation of what his character looks like. Uh, I think it was just yesterday, actually. And yeah, he has hair. Well, it depends on which Black Adam they do. Because if they do one from a certain run, then Black Adam is bald in a couple of runs of the show, Mm -hmm. of the the comic book. But yeah, Yeah. if you want to see the best of Black Adam, there's a graphic novel called World War III. Mm -hmm. Man, Black Adam whooped everybody ass in that (laughs) that comic book. Nice. He beats. He beats. Bit. He beats the shit out of. Ba- uh, he beats the shit out of Superman a couple times. He kicks Shazam <laughs> ass. He beat a Wonder Woman. <laughs> and the, and the only way that they stopped him was Batman researched how to change his magic word. So he changed his magic word and didn't tell him what it was. <laughs> <laughs> so he couldn't. He couldn't Batman access his power anymore. Batman always trying to like find a way to go behind. Go go outside go outside the box to be able to find out how to beat somebody. Yeah, just Batman like, just like he has his, like he has his belt with a little bit of everything to beat everybody in all the little belt compartments. 
Yeah, he's just like Batman. He's like, I'm I'm gonna have this just in case. <laughs> yeah, he got his got his bat shark repellent. Well, yeah, yeah. So, okay, one of the fight scenes I wanted to talk about was as because we're just bouncing all around this movie. So, one of the fights I wanted to talk about was the last big fight scene. So, I mean, we remember from the previews. Mm-hmm. Um, we remember from the preview seeing uh, Black Panther sort of walking up, you know, with the smoke around and walking towards a group of people. So when I saw that in the previews, I thought that would be his trial, like his fight trial against Killmonger. Yeah. I thought that would be, but in fact, uh, you know, in fact, that was actually, uh, you know, I guess when they thought he was dead. Uh, you know, gorilla people saved him in, in snow, which was really funny because I don't really think of gorillas living up in high in the mountains. Uh, and then, you know, they brought him back to life with the heart-shaped herb. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, he came back. I thought it was dope how, you know, basically these, these uh, you know, these uh, Wakandan airships started to take off. And then you see one crash, like, immediately. Yeah. And you're like, what was that? It was like a missile shot. It, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And yeah. he came back as strong as ever. And then, of course, you know, it was just a big fight scene. The Dora Milaje turned on Killmonger. They started fighting him, uh, uh, you know, and everybody just just sort of went at it. I thought that was dope. So, I don't know, man. There, there was just so much with that scene when Shuri comes back with, with her gauntlets that she's shooting uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, energy from, the vibranium energy from. Yeah. Uh, her two, like, ring hoop thingies. Uh, I don't know, man. It was, it was just good. It was all around good. Just like um, the fighting stuff, like I was talking about, just uh, T'Challa, mm-hmm. you know, Killmonger and everything. Like, the way it's just actor is what kind of, you know, I guess his skill mm-hmm. has kind of put me off or whatever. I mean, it, it still didn't, none of, whatever I say kind of bad about this movie, it didn't really take anything away from the movie. It was just me nitpicking pretty much. Mm-hmm. But um, they made him look weak if he didn't yeah. have a suit on. It made him look vulnerable, and it made it look like anybody could just beat him on a good day, which that's what kind of um, Killmonger had. But mm-hmm. the, the different dynamic between Killmonger and um, T'Challa is just um, the difference in the storyline. All right, mm-hmm. Killmonger was uh, abandoned as a child, and he had revenge on his uh, mind since that moment in time when his uh, father died. Mm-hmm. So... You, if you watch so many movies, and you already know when a character, the, the bad guy, has revenge as a motive, he ain't gonna win. He's not gonna survive. Right? Yeah. And um, as the other spectrum of it, T'Challa had everything. He had a father in his life. His father taught him right from wrong. And mm-hmm. in combat, his father taught him. Uh, Black Panther doesn't isn't that weak. Uh, you back? You didn't miss anything. Uh, in the course, in the course of the comics series, though, like Black Panther doesn't strike me that weak without the suit on. I mean, obviously, I know that he's like you know otherworldly when he does have the suit, but like when he doesn't have the suit, from what I remember, I mean, he always looked ripped. He always looked strong. He always looked like he could fight somebody without the suit. But then when he gets the suit, you know, that's what takes him to the Superman level. You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't know. It, but that's what I'm saying, though. I mean, obviously, the movie's always going to be different from the comic book and it's yeah. dependent on the actor's ability because you don't want to have a stunt double in there for him all the time with these newer movies. But I believe he was portrayed that way only for the storyline purposes of this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, that makes sense. That yeah, makes cause, sense. Because if he was damn bad, Billy Badass the whole damn movie, I mean, he would have made short work of um, what was his dude name in the Mbaku. first fight he had? Yeah. Mbaku. Yeah, he would have made short work of him because Mbaku gave him a run. Yeah, he, he did. He won that fight, you know. Mbaku and that was another up. thing, too. He didn't Jay. have um, the power of the heart shaped herb because like he had it that's what mm-hmm. gave uh, grit his uh, power and everything mm-hmm. also um enhanced by the power of the suit but when they do the um the challenge battles or whatever they, they strip that away from him and it makes mm-hmm. him more vulnerable and everything yeah because killmonger whipped his ass just straight up oh yeah, yeah. he killmonger just beat the brakes off him <laughs> yeah and, then, and it was just like I said, it was like Alveda showing the music changed, the whole mood of that fight scene changed. It was just like, picked him up, threw him off a mountain. <laughs> He's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> what, is the, what is the movie, what is the movie where they had a movie fight? Uh, I can't remember who was fighting, uh, but like the main guy, the good guy that we're all rooting for got his back broken. Uh, Batman. Uh, Batman? Dark Knight there Returns? Yeah. yeah, there you go. So that, yeah, Dark Knight I'll Rises. I was yeah. waiting for Killmonger to put him up, put him up on his shoulders, and just like sort of do like a little jump and crack his back, and be like, "This is your king," and then like throw him over the side. But that didn't happen. But yeah, I was just, I was, but the way that Killmonger beat him down was just sort of how Batman got beat down uh, yeah. in that in that movie. Um, and it yeah, goes, it goes back to just what I was saying, man. When when uh, the bad guy has revenge on his mind from the beginning, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. seed, he might take the small victory. But he won't win the overall battle because the, the the hero is gonna take that L. He's gonna reflect. He's gonna retrain his mind, and he's gonna come back and he's gonna whip his ass. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Because I mean, even when he came back, Killmonger was still whipping his ass. But it took him to use his his uh, brain rather than his uh, skills to, yeah. you know. Yeah, this see, is true. That's the thing. Is like that. That was. It was different because they, they make T'Challa a lot younger in this than he is in the comic book. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm hoping that they have him because they have him kind of like Tony Stark, but he can fight a little bit better than Tony. Mm-hmm. But like in but the Tony comic, in the, shit. In, the, in the comic books, in the comic books, yeah. T'Challa actually like Shuri becomes the Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And then uh, T'Challa moves to New York, and this is like right after this is whole thing called Shadowland, where uh, Daredevil got possessed by this demon, and when he yeah exercised yeah mm-hmm. yeah when he exercised the demon, uh, T'Challa who had left Wakanda because he allowed his sister to take the mantle, he was trying to find himself or whatever, so he took over uh, protecting Hell's Kitchen, and he didn't have yeah. like a, a special suit or whatever. Uh, or any of that shit, and he did that for almost a year by himself, yeah. and he was whooping ass. <laughs> so, yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, I heard. That's true, yeah, but like, um, I had a point that I was going to bring up, but I forgot it. Listening <laughs> to the Daredevil shit, um, but all in all, even like. He had his, uh, T'Challa had his Tony Stark moment. It, it reminded me of um, Iron Man 1. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of the, the post-credit scenes, the first one. It's just like um, he went up to the United Nations, he went to the podium, and he announced that Wakanda would be um, named 
aid in the United States, you know, the United Nations and um, mm-hmm. technology and advancements and everything. And um, one of the foreign leaders was like, what can a simple farming country do to help, you know, the world? And it was it's kind of like that moment in Iron Man 1 when you revealed that he was Iron Man, you know? Yeah, and he had the smile on his face. Exactly. That's exactly what that scene reminded me of. Yeah, that's, that's funny. Yeah, that, that, that makes that, that's, that, they, it's basically like almost a mirror image, you know what I'm saying, that scene. That's pretty funny. And then, uh, even with that, like this whole movie is like setting up for obviously the Avengers movie and everything. The Avengers, mm-hmm. It was just like how that, that one cut scene pieced the whole Black Panther universe into the Marvel. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, just the Avengers and all that stuff. Just in that <laughs> now that we know about this technology, we know about what Wakanda can do. Mm-hmm. And they're on board to help the world now is obviously just in time for before Thanos was up. So now they're like, oh, we yeah. got, got our back now. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think, though, y'all. I'm trying to think. Like, So speaking of Infinity right? We know that's coming up here in a, in a couple months. Excited for that one, too. Um, the Soul I was really hoping, I mean, it's black people, you know what I'm saying? Soul Train, they got soul, they dance with soul. I was really hoping I would see the Soul Stone down in the in the Wakandan vibranium mines. I was hoping that they had it down there. <laughs> and you know, they went up to it and when they like when they like opened up the case, it was like the Soul Train theme would come on. And then uh, you see homeboy, uh, you know, I can't remember the 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 host name of Soul Train, but you know, you see Don Cornelius, you see just yeah. like somebody look like Don Cornelius come out holding the soul stone, you know, in a case. All right, see, right, now you you're trying to turn like dynamite. Yeah, and you don't have to, and, and you don't have to, uh, there's no like vault or anything. You just got to solve the scramble board. <laughs> you know, you know, like, but yeah, you I'm, I'm trying to figure out because we know that, that Thanos is going to come. You know, we know he has his, we know he has his uh, Infinity Gauntlet, and we know that uh, it has a couple. Or I guess from the the trailer that we seen for Infinity, where we already see him, you know, dropping a couple of stones on there. So we know they're not all. We all they all haven't been seen. The Soul Stone dropping and the Time Stone are the only gems that we haven't seen that haven't been dropped yet. So the Tesseract was in. in they got. All of all of them have been revealed except for the Soul Stone. When it, where's the Time Stone? Who had Time Stone? stone is in Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah. that's right. That's right. You're right. What am I talking about? Uh, I forgot about that one. Yeah, so Soul Stone is the only one we hadn't seen yet. So I was like, man, come on. It would only make sense. This is the only part of the Marvel Universe that has rhythm. Why not put the Soul Stone <laughs> in this one? Because <laughs> you know the... You know the Avengers, um, the Infinity War movie is going to be split into two parts. Yeah. So they either going to find the Soul Stone at the tail end of the first movie, or they're going to find it in the beginning of the last movie. That's that's my prediction, anyway. Yeah. No, I think I think yeah. the Soul Stone was was Forrest Whitaker's bad eye. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was. Did y'all did y'all notice that Forrest Whitaker had a bad eye as well as uh, as well as T'Chaka? Uh, yes. Charles Day. Oh, yeah. See, that, that's what I was saying. I told my wife, I was like, Forrest Whitaker, I wasn't this bad in this movie. But I think this was the trade off for him to be in a Marvel film. They had to fix his eye and they gave the extra droop to Charles Day. <laughs> oh, my God. I was looking, I was like, fam, you're on an ancestral plane. Like, how you didn't fix your eye? 
You came back from the dead? <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, man, that's messed up. Yeah, that's the same exact like this. Now, now, now. Let's, let's talk about that, too. All right. In the scope of, you know, the Marvel film universe, whatever, we were introduced to the Black Panther in Winter Soldier, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, no, Civil yeah. War. Civil, Civil War. War, I'm sorry. Civil, Civil War. Yeah, Civil War. So, was- so that was the first appearance of T'Challa mm-hmm. in the freaking Black Panther suit, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. So who the fuck was in that suit before him? Because his daddy. His daddy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I mean, is there a girdle or a slimming effect? <laughs> yeah. well, look, man, it was '92. All right, Tachaka, you know, he put on a little weight after he, he you know. But that was the, that was the thing, though. That was the thing, though. Yeah, we seen him in his young prime in 1992 in the um, beginning of the movie or whatever. So, is there a point in time to where he just stopped being Black Panther from then up until then? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. The king, the king is not always Black Panther. Yeah, I know because um, when they do the challenges, they can either challenge him to be king or they can challenge him to be Black Panther. Yeah. Well, and see, the problem is the problem with this is is that the the one and it's a minor inaccuracy. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you do the challenge in Wakanda, if you win, when you take that heart shaped herb, it lets you go to the plane to talk to Boss. The uh, the Panther God, the Panther God. Yeah. yeah, if Boss rejects you, you don't get the powers. Oh, okay. So it's not a guarantee that you become the Black Panther. You get the you get the chance to try, and if you okay. if you're not found worthy, you don't get to be Black Panther. So Killmonger could have been rejected. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, shitty. Well, I you know I don't get to be Black Panther, but I'm still the king. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. What was I gonna say? And I don't know if y'all know this too, but when they uh, did the flashback to Oakland and uh, the guy who played Forrest Wicker's character also had a droopy eye. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yo, the same side. Yo, man, the fool I was in like, Wakanda. That's accuracy right there, dog. They they really did their they did the dotted their eyes and p and crossed their t's or whatever the, uh, when they did that. The food in Wakanda must be delicious. Because them motherfuckers gain weight like a motherfucker. <laughs> you see how skinny Forrest Whitaker was supposed to be back then? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Came back to Wakanda and he went ham. Oh, man, shit. Um, uh, let's talk about a little bit more of the um, Wakanda stuff. All right. Yeah. I was, you have, um, if you are royal or you have royal blood or you're a royal descendant, you have that marker on the inside of your lip. Mm-hmm. Now, tell me this. Yeah, now tell me this. Everybody has it, right? All the royal descendants in um, royalty, correct? I think it's all Wakandans. Was that it's yeah. all Wakandans. All right, so... Okay, okay, you have to be royal. Okay, okay, all Wakandans, all right? You, you following me, right? Yeah. I'm following you. So how the hell did that dude in the green suit with the big-ass cup in his lip have a fucking marker on his shit? Where he marked... <laughs> That shit written on is written on it the upside. It's it written on the underside plate. of his plate. Because <laughs> like everybody revealing themselves, they pull their lip down so you can see the marker or whatever. What what the fuck lip he pulling down? <laughs> yeah, he just he take so he can pull it up toward his nose. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. I didn't even think about that. How do you eat with that was. thing? 
That hurt, dog. Like, I'm telling you, every time I saw that dude, my mouth hurt. Because I was like, man, my, it, it, it felt like my bottom lip was about to stretch off. Every yeah. time I saw home. And I know that's for real. I know that's like, yeah, I know the, that's like a legit, traditional, real African. But I mean, come on, dog. Dude, that just hurt. It's like these people who put those big gauges in their ears. Yeah. You know and yeah, and that's not something that you do right then and there. I mean, that's over time you have to do that shit. You got to start with a little plate. Yeah. Like, just imagine, like, the first one he had, probably when he was a kid, they probably put a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> like, like a Wakanda <laughs> coin. You got <laughs> And then they they scaled it up to, like, a like a saucer. So it was, like, just like a regular water bottle cap. And then they <laughs> a Gatorade bottle cap. But, <laughs> <laughs> yo, the, the, my problem with it, though, is that they showed everybody with their delegation, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody but him had it. I feel yeah, like a bunch of. I feel like a bunch of people played a prank on him. Like, like they, he was a yeah. kid. They was like, "This is what we do," and he was like, "All right." And he went out, and now he's stuck with it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like even even that, like when they um brought Killmonger in for the first time, he was in the, um the throne room with the, with all the council, and it was like, "Ask me my name. Ask me my name." And then it was just like the music changed, and it was just like, he was like, I ain't even said his whole name properly and shit. And I was just like, oh man, that shit is just like throwing as fuck, man. Yeah. <laughs> but then, like, when everybody else mouth dropped, homeboy mouth was already dropped. Oh, yeah. 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 He can't never look I surprised. <laughs> I did. <laughs> never, no, not once. Like, man, I've been surprised all my life. No, there was somebody in. Wakanda, like you know, when they started showing some street scenes, there was somebody, a few people in Wakanda with the plates. And I think one, one dude, I actually, I think one of the dudes I thought was uh, what's his name, uh, Cat, Cat Williams. I think he had a plate in his mouth, but it was a smaller plate, so I guess he wasn't as far along as the other guy. But yeah, yeah. man, as far as as far as Wakanda itself, like, like I was just thinking, like. If I lived in Wakanda, like what would I do for work? You know what I'm saying? I would probably, I probably had to put myself in some tech field. You know what I'm saying? Some development field. Um, but I don't know, man. Like, like what would you? The fuck, man! Oh, we back. We back. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I think, I think working in Wakanda would be cool. Uh, if you were not a goat herder, <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying. Yeah. Anybody, everybody else's job is dope, except for the people who live out in the outskirts who like sit there with the sticks trying to hit the goats <laughs> and keep them in line. Man, I don't know what my job would be, man. I, I'd be, I'd probably be doing some shit with marketing or something. I'd be like, <laughs> hey, just marketing in Wakanda. It'd be like, hey, man, because nah, I'm talking about like. Moving forward, you know, he announced that like we about to reveal ourselves. You know, so I want to be in the forefront and I'm be like, yeah, man, check out these damn Wakandan Air 37s and shit. You know, they, <laughs> they, the sneakers. Yeah, the sneakers. The sneakers. Yeah, I thought that was funny. She's like, I called them sneakers, but she, I, I think they, they actually had a really good, uh, you know, it's sort of a tie into Back to the Future uh, when they talked about the shoes, <laughs> uh, talking about the shoes because I think. They had, I think they had a reference. Uh, uh, Shuri made a reference to, yeah, that old Black American Panther, movie. To T'Challa telling him about the movie that he loved from the '80s, 
you know, about the guy with the flying shoes. So, so, or not the flying shoes, but you know, the shoes that automatically lace up or whatever. But I thought that was dope. But no, nah, man, I, I'll be, I, I'm just thinking about that. Like, like working in Wakanda, um, I don't know, man, is there's just, I think, I think that place was just the place that I wish. I mean, I know we spent a lot of time in Wakanda. I know they had a few of the street scenes where they walked around the streets, but I wanted to see more of really more. You know, I don't know. It's just sort of like to me. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know how this, this probably. It's probably gonna sound bad, but to me, when they're walking through the streets of Wakanda, it almost seemed like it was a throwaway, rather than giving us more of the culture of the streets of Wakanda. But maybe they didn't have enough time for that. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like I said in the beginning, this is like. The movie was more about Wakanda, but it didn't show you like the nooks and crannies of Wakanda. Yeah, yeah, it didn't yeah. get to Wakanda. So maybe, maybe we'll see that eventually uh, in another version of Black Panther. Uh, um, so, okay, so of Final all thoughts? the people, I don't know, I don't know, no, nah, I don't have them yet. But of all the people, in, of all the people from the movie. Do we think that any of them, the Dora Milaje, do we think Shuri, do we think any of the characters from this movie could have like either a standalone Netflix or even a standalone movie? I think they could do something with the guard, the, um, the King's Guard. Yeah, the, the Dora Milaje. Something cool that, like the training rituals or how to get chosen or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or even just a um, show strictly about Wakanda, the different tribes and everything, just the stuff that you was just talking about, like the stuff we didn't see. They can do a Netflix series on that. What oh, if they should, did, what if they did like an old school martial arts version but with the Dora Milaje and having a Koye story? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with yeah, like, the, like the messed up like the messed up audio compared to the mouth and all. Like they could have, that'd be dope. <laughs> see, but, I think <laughs> I think I think uh, if they did do a standalone, it'd be cool to see Shuri in a standalone movie, yeah. and she'd be like a spy, like Wakanda's cool. top spy. Yeah, because she, I mean, with all the tech that she knows, all her knowledge with that, uh, I think she would be. I think she would be a really cool spy, especially if she gets into any of those movies. Like uh, if y'all seen Atomic Blonde. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Where she has to be sexy. You know what I'm saying? Like I think that would be pretty dope. Floor. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or like Nakia. Nakia could, yeah. could Nakia. definitely hold her own. Yeah. And but. actually I I think they uh, oh I can't I think I think they tried to take some of the uh some of the elements from La Femme Nakita and uh work it into the Dora Milaje's uh, uh characters. Uh, maybe just the fighting. I can't remember, but yeah, I think that would be cool. Both of them, I think both of them would be. Both of those situations would be some cool standalone series. Uh, maybe Netflix, like a Netflix thing. I think it would be cool actually to see a Killmonger series. Uh, yeah. You know, from the from the villain's perspective, maybe uh, you know do a little bit more of his uh, so childhood, like, like growing up and being in the military and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the whole time, but then whole time you know having it tied back to his his uh his what is it like his want and need to get back to his home or i guess where his dad's home country is and avenge his father's death you know what i'm saying like like i think i think that would be cool because i think that they fleshed out his character enough in this film 
that it isn't just like a throwaway Marvel villain. It's like a memory, you know, a memorable Marvel villain. Uh, so, you know, I think I think it's cool. Obviously, he died, so we won't really be able to see him come back again. But we also know that in superhero movies, people come back. So, so we'll see. We'll All see right. what happens with that. I don't know if he'll come back, uh, but the, you know, the, we'll, the, we'll see. The person that deserves a series, a solo series on his own, is Claw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that would be good. That, shit, I would that would watch, be good. I like, would watch the fuck out of that. All over the world and like stealing vibranium and stuff like that, and just going all over the world, being sort of like an international playboy, dropping SoundCloud mixtapes. <laughs> I'd be down for that. Yeah, Claw would be good. Claw would be good. I also want to see. I want to see like a like a like a short web series of the gorilla of the gorilla clan. Yeah, oh, yeah. Baku was my dude, man. Like when they had a little heartwarming, touching family reunion and everything, and he was like, "Are you done?" No. <laughs> Are you done? <laughs> he was like, <laughs> like he was a troll. Like how are you trolling? <laughs> man, he was hilarious. Man, that was. I don't know who played that kid, but he was. He stole the every scene he was in. He stole. Dude, he he straight up. He, he was stole. killing. He was. I was dying laughing every time he was yeah. on screen. That dude. That dude was great. And then Shuri. Every scene that she was in, I think she stole. Uh, just because she was funny, uh, you know, she was smart. Uh, she was she did she did a lot more than, you know, a lot more than I think uh, most people would have imagined her character do. So I think she stole the scene that she was in. Yeah, that's um, my, that was my wife's favorite character. She talked about her the whole time. Yeah, yeah, she was good. This is this is what's interesting though. So like, what's next? What are we expecting? So this is what's interesting because like, if they if they actually did maybe like a trilogy of uh, you know of the Black Panther, we know eventually that Black Panther Mary Storm, and thankfully now Disney has purchased the rights to the X Men, so that could possibly happen. And I also know from the comic series Nakia, you know, she takes off, she sort of leaves, you know, Wakanda and sort of does her own thing, uh, uh, you know, in the world. And eventually, I think she becomes a villain, uh, as a matter of fact, in the comics. But, like, wouldn't that be dope if we got Storm? If Storm somehow interwove her way into the series and T'Challa actually fell in love and married her, then if the story played out like it was supposed to in the comics, you know, T'Challa is beat down by, I think it's Doctor Doom or somebody else. Uh, And then uh, Shuri actually takes over the mantle mm-hmm. yeah. black I think See, that would that, be cool that's another thing too I mean it, it's so much of a universe to, that weaves around and everything you're talking about how him and Storm uh, him and uh, Storm was married um, uh, X-Men storylines or whatever when they had the, um, the battle the great battle with Apocalypse and all this other bullshit and mm-hmm. you know all the mutants got together with Magneto to fight and all this shit um, there was a timeline to where Storm and Wolverine was together. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was uh, one of the actually that was one of the more recent runs when she mm-hmm. cut the mohawk in her hair and you know she was out there globe trotting, saving the world. Yeah, handing out ass whoopings. You know, hooking up with Wolverine on the side, being a snack. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. That that's interesting. What What do y'all think? What do y'all think? What do y'all hope to see next? from this, maybe the Black Panther next, or maybe in Black Panther in the next coming uh, Infinity. Say what now? What do, y'all, what do y'all hope to see next, or expect to see next, 
for Black Panther or Black Panther in this Marvel series that's coming up, uh, Infinity War. Well, with all these new characters, this is the way how I see it. Um, Thor, Iron Man, uh, freaking Captain America, you know, all the original characters, the Hulk, all this is going to come to a head in Infinity War. And I believe that, like, not so much the, what probably the characters, but like the actors themselves. I mean, they've been playing these characters for years now. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. this is just where we retire all these old characters and all the new characters start to split up and do their own thing. And you might, since Disney owns all these rights to all these different characters, you might start seeing some of the stuff that you were talking about. Because they have other characters that play Iron Man, they have other people that play, um, you know, take over Thor. They got all they they can go to. It's just like they can cycle out these actors now. Yeah. For many years. So I believe after Infinity War, you're going to start seeing a whole bunch of season. Yeah. Movies and everything. So you get to, you can probably get a trilogy out of Black Panther. You can probably get more out of the Ant-Man, which you're about to do because you get Wasp, um, whatever, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, you can, Mm -hmm. characters introduced into that universe. So, I mean, Mm Infinity War is just going to be like, boom, all right? This is done. We got new actors, new characters. And yeah. let's do another phase with all these different people. Yeah, and they have New Avengers as well. That's one of the series. As long as they don't bring back the Fantastic Four and try to put Black Panther up in there like he's supposed to be in one of the runs, like, I think I'll be good with that. What do you think, Chuck? Uh, so, the way I see this going is in Infinity War, like they have to lose, right? Mm-hmm. For for yeah, them to have a big comeback in the second movie. Yeah, uh, one, yeah. But I think the way it ultimately shakes out is a bunch of people, a bunch of heroes die. I think Cap's gone. I think uh, Iron Man dies. I know, I know Iron Man is going to be gone. So yeah, it's two. That's now, Robert Downey Jr., I know he showed interest in not playing that guy anymore. Yeah, well, and it's too expensive. So, they, they, they're giving him like $40 million yeah. every time he plays Iron Man. So, yeah. Uh, so, I think Tony dies. And since the child is a trillionaire, and obviously Wakanda has the technology, mm-hmm. and they can cloak themselves, they can hide it, they can hide an entire country from the world, mm-hmm. I think he becomes the new Iron Man. I think he's yeah. going to be the one that's bankrolling and he's going to be the tactician mm-hmm. and the leader. Yeah. Uh, Bucky's going to become Cap. Yeah. Or, or Falcon. It's going to be one of those two, depending on which, which way which they decide. to go. Yeah. yeah. See, that's uh, what I was talking about just a couple moments ago. It's just like how they can just weave off into all these newer actors and characters. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. going to go away. But I think that's what's going to happen. And I think, I think at some point, they're gonna let Sherry wear the costume. Mm-hmm. Man, that would be dope. Like at some That'd point, she's they're, they're gonna have it's gonna be a female Black Panther at some point. Yeah, I think that would be cool. I think it'd be really cool to her, you know, see like any of this extra stuff that happens in the in the comics. You know, I think it's always cool when they go one step further and go like off the beaten path from what you really. You yeah, know, what you, you really expect. think may be happening. Uh, just like Guardians. Like, like, nobody expected Guardians 
first of all, nobody expected to come out. When it came out, nobody expected it to be about anything. And then it was a big hit, you know what I'm saying? So so uh, hopefully, you know, and now obviously they're like really woven in. And you know, this is what I'm thinking. I, I just I just remember this. So the last Guardians, uh, uh, we saw that the gold people were basically creating somebody in like a pressure cooker. Yeah. So it's probably going to be Adam Warlock, right? Yes. Um, and so... I'm thinking Adam Warlock. I don't know if he's gonna show up in this first Infinity War because I know that he was in the the uh, the comic the comic book series of the uh, Infinity Gauntlet. So I don't know if he's gonna show up in this first one, um, but I know he's gonna show up and he's gonna do some uh, do some wild stuff. So I'm interested to see what happens when he shows up and then he comes to Earth and everybody's like, "Who is this gold dude coming out of nowhere?" You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Who's this gold dude floating down to the planet? Yes, so glow indeed. Um, What I want to know is where in the fuck is Howard the Duck? (laughs) Howard the Duck, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we seen him at the end of the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. (laughs) He's out there trying to find Large Marge on the side of the road. I I think, look, man, they they gotta do something with Howard, like a web series, something. They 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 have him in a comic series, right? Yeah, yeah, he got his own comic, comic book after that. Because it was uh, him and... It'd be cool uh, if they brought him back live action. Him and Rocket got their own comic books yeah. after Guardians 1 came out. But, like, yeah. I want to see I want to see Howard back, like, on, on, the, on the big screen, man. And that would be cool if they did a remake and brought him... Maybe not a remake, but just brought him back. Um, I think that would be pretty dope if they actually brought him back. So, we shall... So, there you go, Howard. Howard. <laughs> Great. Um, that would be cool if they actually brought him back and wove him into this thing. Oh, man. I think that's cool. Well, um, okay. I guess, I don't know. Y'all have any final thoughts? What y'all think? Good movie, man. I, I almost, I wanted to see it again. I almost woke up early this morning and tried to find the earliest show so I can watch it again before we started recording. Mm-hmm. And I stayed up, like, probably about a good hour and a half last night after hooking up all this uh, theater equipment in here. I went on Cody and tried to find a leg copy so I could watch it at home. <laughs> <laughs> but, but look, this is what happened though. This, this, this is this is how good this movie was. When I did actually find a copy that I could watch, mm-hmm. I just I felt sorrowful, man. I just felt bad that I was doing it. Man, I need to go pay money for this. I shouldn't be doing this. And I didn't watch it. <laughs> good job. The movie yeah. industry thanks you. Yeah, yes. um, yeah. I, I'll say this. Um, I'll say this. I personally love the movie. I can find myself. Uh, I find myself. You know, almost. I was really on the brink of tears. I might honestly say that the first time they flew into Wakanda and we see it in real life, like I'm telling you, like I said earlier, my childhood came to life. Like I was on the edge of tears. Uh, you know, I laughed too much. Uh, because I guess I laughed enough. Maybe I laughed too much compared to everybody else around me because I was sitting around a bunch of white folks. But it's going to be dope when I'm able to take my kids to this move. We're going to go uh, this week coming up. Um, you know, and my wife, you know, we'll all go check it out. And because uh, I know my kids have been ready to see this. Uh, they wanted to go with me the first night. So I, I loved the movie. I thought it was great. Uh, I really hope that this movie is one of those movies that is... Uh, like I said earlier, we watch it a hundred times or our kids get to watch it, you know, 
over and over again over the course of time, and it just becomes one of those maybe quotable movies or maybe just a movie that's just so memorable, you know, that you want to be that person when you grow up type thing. So overall, I thought everything was on point enough for me. There were some inadequacy or some some inaccuracies, but, you know, I got over it uh, just because overall this is this is the hero that a whole segment that, that basically the, the other largest segment of American society uh, really needed to see. You know what I'm saying? So I'm glad we finally got it. Yep, a hundred and ninety-two million dollars. Man, yeah, I need to go drop another ten bucks on it real quick. Then. Yeah, man. <laughs> by the time Monday rolls around, because they don't stop counting the numbers until like noon yeah. Monday, it's gonna hit. Probably it's gonna hit at or close to two fifty, and in the yeah. first two weeks, it's gonna make like five hundred million in the first two weeks. So, yeah, uh, I think it's it's already surpassed Ultron if it hit one hundred ninety-two in its first weekend. Yeah, pretty sure. Fifth fifth highest uh, uh, opening in February. Man, that's dope. That's dope. What do you think, Chuck? What's your What's your final thoughts, man? Uh, it's a great movie. Uh, it's it's something that I never thought I'd ever see, and I'm glad that I got to see it. Uh, and I'm yeah. I'm, you know, I'm. I'm hoping, like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not naive enough to think that it's going to cause any kind of social change or whatever. But I hope that it mm-hmm. makes people look at themselves in Africa and different places, like differently. Mm-hmm. Like, like they're not shithole countries. Yeah, like I, like I want people to like, because I, I grew up in Houston. I grew up in Houston around a bunch of Nigerians and Koreans and Vietnamese people and shit. So, like, even though I've never been to those countries, I've met people. I've known people my whole life from around the world. And like, yeah. you know, I, ne- I never fell into that stereotype. And I hope this mm-hmm. makes people take a second look if they believe in those fucking stereotypes. Yeah. That's dope. And and, and I want Wakanda shouldn't be a fantasy. It should be a goal. Yeah, Man, I'm telling you, dog. Like, for real. Not just in Africa, but also yeah, everywhere. most of America. Yeah. Yeah, it should be a goal. I, I do, and, and you know, from what you were saying there, like there was a part of the film. Maybe it was right there at the end. I think when that uh, that B. Rob talked about a couple times when, uh, you know, T'Challa's at the United Nations, you know, saying, uh, you know, the wise build bridges while the foolish build barriers. You yeah. know, and and just as you said, you know, looking at this place, looking at Africa, and looking at you know Wakanda, as uh, you know, just not some you know, crappy third world country, like looking at it, you know, with some reverence and with some, uh, you know, with some kind of respect. Uh, so I think that was definitely throwing an immediate dagger and shade at our current president uh, for what he called, you know, a lot of people coming from, you know, third world countries. So, yeah, man. So I, I really, I mean, I, uh, I appreciate, uh, you know, what you said there. I think that's, that's, uh, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a good way to leave it. But before we go, before we go, I wanted to tell both of y'all, since both of y'all are on this show and we're all on the same show, I guess, uh, together, that um, I, I guess the, the Hooks Rub family wanted to actually offer y'all a sponsorship. Oh, snap. Oh, shit. So I'll have to send over some details later. Okay. You don't have to say yes. 
but I'll send over some details later. The Hooks Row, Hooks Row family is not. Um, uh, we we have not grown enough to where we could actually pay you actual money yet. But it's spices, baby. I'm telling you, but, hey, me and lemon pepper, I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there's gonna be some other. Uh, there's gonna be some other. Um, you know, some some other uh, kickbacks for you, so you'll be able to get it. Uh, you know, at, at a lot better a lot better way than than uh, you know you can right now. So yeah, so you know. We appreciate you. You know, y'all are two of the biggest advocates, vocal advocates about it. Uh, you know, especially when you try to figure out how to spread hooks, herbs, and spices all over your love boxes. Um, so, yeah, man. So, been trying to work on this for a while. Uh, and, yeah, uh, happy that we actually collabed on a show, all three at the same time. So, we could, uh, you know, so I could, I could, uh, you know, y'all at the same time on air. So, yeah, man, uh, just want to offer that to y'all. And uh, yeah, well, I appreciate y'all. So for sure, uh, I want my hooks, rubs, and spices onesie right now. My ass out one. <laughs> that is not a product yet, but I'm sure I can make one. So have Jay design it. So I'm waiting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, y'all, yeah. I I got I got a product I got product ideas. You send out a love box and you tap it in hooks, rubs, and spices just come out. Yeah. <laughs> You got to watch how I missed out, though, because, damn, you motherfucker get blinded and be rolling around on the kitchen floor. And shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a crying for my eyes. <laughs> yeah, it's tasty blindness. Oh, shit, that could be like a, um, a, you can do like a salt shaker. Tasty it's like a, a, a box, and you put whatever hooks, rubs, and spices that you want inside the box. Mm-hmm. Then you put it over your food, and you tap the top of it, and the spices come out the bottom like a salt <laughs> Oh, that's cool. I'm down with that. I'm making the sponsorship work already. Sprinkle, sprinkle hooks, rubs, and spices all over your Wakandan food. Yes, all over your Wakandan delicacies. Maybe that's a, maybe that was the secret. Maybe that's how Forrest Whitaker and them got so fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's hooks, rubs, and spices is a thing. It's it's uh, <laughs> it's big in Wakanda. It's the official spice of Wakanda. <laughs> we got we got a whole marketing team ran by some dude named B Rob. Yeah, man, you get some. Hooks- <laughs> You get some hooks, rubs, and spices on your heart-shaped fruit or whatever the fuck. <laughs> I'm telling you, hooks, rubs, and, king a little extra. hooks, rubs, and spices. So good, it makes you lose your lip plate. <laughs> oh, that, that'll be my thing, dog. I'm going to pull my down and my, uh, just be the hooks, rubs, and spices logo. <laughs> you just have like a lit up uh, under lip tattoo. <laughs> Yeah. Man, that's dope! Wow. All right. <laughs> one final, one final fact about this movie. Yeah. Hope because of this movie, other movies are inspired by it. You know, more black actors, more opportunities to have big major films and roles like this. I mean, because we used to do it, mm-hmm. we don't yes. do it so much no more. I mean, you get. The, this Christmas or some stupid shit like that, but you don't get that to the magnitude of what Black Panther was. Yeah, yeah. and and shout out to shout out to Marvel for not picking the same black dudes being every movie. Exactly. <laughs> well, except for except for Chadwick Boseman, because apparently he plays every famous black person ever made. But oh, yeah. other than him. Yeah, he was James Brown. He was Thurgood Marshall. Uh, Jackie Robinson. <laughs> Dang. 
He was Jackie Robinson. Yeah, they did. I mean, they they did bring back Apollo Creed's son too. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> there's that, and and he was also Johnny Storm. Um, yes, he was from that horrible Fantastic Four. But whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but they they did they did go out and reach out and grab almost every other black actor in Hollywood. Um, and if anything, if anything, you know, other than what I just said, they better fucking bring back Blade. God damn it. Oh, they 100% better bring back Blade. Man, could you imagine Blade and Black Panther side by side? Oh, yes. oh, if you ever want to see, if you ever want to see a, a, I can't remember the name of it, but there is a comic where all of the black superheroes are in it. And they're all working what? together. Blade, Black Panther, Brother Voodoo, uh, uh, Luke Cage, all of them. They're all in it trying to solve this uh, mystery. What was the name of that? What the name of that was? Wakanda Knights? No. <laughs> no. No. But I, 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 when I find it, I, I put, I, I'll uh, tweet it out to you. Or I'll uh, put it on my Instagram. Please do. That's dope. All right. Well, all right, fellas. Well, I guess we haven't even really told anybody where we're from and what we do, <laughs> what shows we're on. So I don't know if y'all want to go ahead and go ahead and say what show you're from, uh, where to find your show. Yeah. Go ahead. Hmm? All right. Oh. Well, I'll, I'll say, I guess, I don't know. I think you said go ahead. So, uh, yeah. So I'm Jared, uh, one half of the hashtag Blackout Podcast. I miss my cousin and uh, co host, Jay. Uh, who, who had to work today. Screw work sometimes. Screw work. But yeah, uh, we have the hashtag Blackout Podcast. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at hashtag Blackout Pod. Email us at hashtag Blackout Pod at gmail.com. Uh, we do a little bit of tumbling. Uh, we do a little bit of, uh, of what is that called? Snapchatting. Uh, but really to connect with us, you can leave us a voicemail, which both of the shows that I'm connected with, collabing with on this show, uh, do really well. You can leave us a vo- voicemail at 385-325-2572 or 385-3-B-L-A-K-P-C. We blacking out. And what's so apropos about this collaboration, as much as the voicemail thing happened on my show, and it's only you doing it, and Jay is no to be found. Now we all recording together. You're here, and Jay is to be found. <laughs> uh, it's, it's life, man. It sucks. But, but since you're hearing my voice, uh, you know who I am. I'm B-Rob. You can find me on Twitter at It's B-Rob. That's I-T-S-B-R-O-B. If you want to talk professional wrestling and any other general shenanigans, that's the account you do it. I host the Random Rams with Rob, which you're probably listening to right now because this is going right up on my feed. And um, you can follow them on Twitter. I'm sorry, I don't know why I'm saying them, but me as the show on Twitter at 3R Show. You can go to randomrobcast.com and you can find different ways to support the show. And also, you can follow me on Instagram while I walk through the hollowed halls of Walmart and most recently Lowe's, HEB, Best Buy. And um, shit like that. Target. Target. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell Walmart, though. Shh, shh, be quiet. Uh, All right. You You next. Well, uh, yeah, I'm Chuck. I'm uh, one half of the Whatever Man podcast. Uh, Unfortunately, Germ couldn't join us. He had to go back home. So, uh, yeah, you can look us up 
at whatever man pod on uh face Facebook on Facebook Instagram and uh Twitter. Uh, you can go to the website www.whateverman.com. Hit us up uh, on by email whateverman at gmail And yeah, man, come fuck with us. We on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, wherever you can find podcasts. You can listen to this whole bullshit. And uh, yeah, that's what it is. Two of the funniest podcasts. I ever heard. I always listen to both of y'all all the time. So thank y'all for putting out great content. Um, yeah, it's amazing. Of course, Jay just now at the end of the show sent me a message. How's the show going? <laughs> so he said hello and goodbye. <laughs> so on that note, I'm blacking out. Uh, I'm blacking out too, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm blacking out my, my goddamn self. I'm black. And spices all over Wakanda. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm black panthering out. Most definitely. I'm going to cover myself in hooks, rubs, and spices and go to the ancestral plane. <laughs> Just lay in it. <laughs> Stuff and with the heart-shaped fruit and shit. I'm imagining that. It's pretty hilarious. All right, y'all. Peace. All right. Later, bro. It tastes like the heart-shaped fruit. Mm, it tastes like some smoke and sweetness. <laughs> All right, peace out. All right, later, man.
Podcast. 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 Podcast.